ഹമദുലിമുലിമുലിമുലിമുലിമുലിമുലിമുലിമുലിമുലിമുലിമുലിമുലിമുലിമുലിമുലിമുലിമുലിമുലിമുലിമുലിമുലിമുലിമുലി
إني وجهت وجهي للذي فطر السماوات والأرض حنيفا وما أنا من المشركين or total focus towards Allah alone no ascribing of any partners in any level with Allah Ta'ala and قُلْ إِنَّ صَلَاتِي وَنُسُكِي وَمَحْيَايَ وَمَمَاتِي لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِ my salah my every ibadat my very living mahyaya wa mamati my living and dying everything for allah alone so this is a mu'min's life he lives from the time he comes into his senses and allah taala blesses him with that faculty and he can start understanding so he submits himself to allah taala and lives with this submission till the time comes that Allah Ta'ala has decreed for him to leave this dunya and it is on the basis of living his life in this manner of total submission to Allah Ta'ala that Allah Ta'ala then grants him out of his grace and mercy that everlasting bliss of Jannat so everything revolves around his life of Iman one is our physical life this is this hayat and this physical life that Allah Ta'ala has blessed us every insan has this life let alone insan even the animals have this life that they are living creatures they are born they live their lives some are in the jungle some are in the ocean some are in the flying in the sky wherever that creatures may be they have their life and then eventually that life comes to an end also but then this insan has a very superior level of life Allah Ta'ala has blessed him with that superior level of intelligence due to which Allah Ta'ala has made him mukallaf, responsible so now he is accountable in a manner that no other creation is accountable the day of Qiyamah the rest of the creation will be told kunu turaba the rest of the creation will be told now whatever had to be done has been done you become dust but insan he was created by Allah Ta'ala, but then he has an ongoing existence but his life of dunya his life of this physical life that he has in dunya this will come to an end in terms of death but his existence won't finish off his existence will continue his existence will continue in akhirat if he left with Iman, it will finally continue forever in Jannat. And Allah forbid a person left this dunya without Iman, then he is doomed forever to Jahannam. Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us. So while this physical life is an amanat and has to be cared for, a person cannot deliberately inflict harm. Those asbab and means that Allah Ta'ala has made as part of the natural system of dunya, a person would have to adopt it. He cannot deliberately refrain from eating, for example. Because this is a sabab yaqini A sabab which Allah Ta'ala has made as part of the system of dunya. That a person to survive, he'll have to eat. And if the food is available and he refuses to eat, and one day has passed, two days have passed, and eventually his life goes, he'll be guilty of suicide. Because this is a suburb that Allah Ta'ala has created that effect in it, that this is how it will happen. That a person will eat, he will survive by that food, 
with the hukam of Allah Ta'ala. So that he will have to adopt. There are certain asbab that Allah Ta'ala has made as sabab yaqini of destruction. That fire, Allah Ta'ala has made a sabab yaqini of destruction. If person puts his hand in that fire, he'll get burnt. The exception Allah Ta'ala makes by his hukam and his permission, that is not the rule. Allah Ta'ala manifests his qudrat when he wills and makes an exception that Ibrahim was thrown in that fire that became the best 40 days of his life. But Allah Ta'ala by his qudrat manifested his qudrat and made that the exception. But that fire Allah Ta'ala made a sabab yaqini a confirmed means of destruction, of burning. Either person will now use that fire for some good and otherwise if he puts his hand in there, he'll get burned. So it's a confirmed sabab Allah Ta'ala has created. And the effect comes by Allah Ta'ala's hukam. Then there's another level of asbab and means which is termed as sabab as zanni. It'll sometimes have its effect, sometimes it won't have an effect, sometimes it have an adverse effect also. Person is sick, he takes some medication, sometimes it works, sometimes taking medication upon medication, nothing is happening. Somebody took it, it worked for him. Somebody took it, it didn't work. Somebody took it, it had an adverse reaction. So this is something which is on another level, a lower level. And therefore it is the unanimous decision of the fuqaha that this is mubah and a person who adopts it on the level of sunnah with that intention, mashallah, he'll get the reward of sunnah also. But it's not on the level of food, for example. So a person is living in dunya, he has to now those asbab that Allah Ta'ala has created which are sabab yaqini confirmed means for that effect and he can't refrain from that. He has to adopt it. So like there are these asbab that affect his physical life, more important than his physical life is his imani life. The physical life will one day sooner or later come to an end. There is no escape from death. A person can be at the peak level of fitness, that peak level of fitness is not going to delay death by one second. From the decayed moment, it's not going to delay it by one second. A person can be extremely ill, his extreme illness is not going to bring death one second earlier. That appointed time, it won't go beyond it one second, half a second, or before it half a second. إِذَا جَاءَ أَجَلُهُمْ لَا يَسْتَأْخِرُونَ سَاعَةً وَلَا يَسْتَقْدِمُونَ So the physical life is going to leave us sooner or later. But this Imani life is what we require even more to carry us past this physical journey and into the Qabr and onto the day of Qiyamah and to Jannah. Allah forbid if a person's physical life is still continuing but in the process he lost his Imani life. He lost his Iman. Then there cannot be a greater destruction, a greater tragedy. Allah forbid a person leaves this dunya finally 
without that iman. So as much as it's important to care for this amanat that Allah Ta'ala has blessed us, this physical self, more important than this is also that a person has to care for his imani self. For the iman Allah Ta'ala has blessed him with. And therefore in the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala addresses the believers. Allah Ta'ala addresses those who have iman already. Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu, aminu. Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu, O you who have iman, aminu billahi wa rasooli. Bring iman in Allah and His Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The person already got iman. Tell somebody, those who are standing, stand up. But he's already standing, what are you going to stand up? Those who are sitting, sit down. He's already sitting. So outwardly it seems that this is superfluous. The person already has Iman. But he's still being commanded, Amino, bring Iman. The message here is that the Iman that the person has, it requires constant refreshing. Constant effort on it. Because it is by this constant effort, this constant refreshing of this Iman, the constant strengthening of this Iman, that a person will then be able to live with this Iman. And a person will be able to, inshallah, die with this Iman. And if he just, mashallah, I brought Iman and that's it, and there's no effort that goes along with it all the time, then this starts deteriorating because it gets affected. The person gets affected by all things around him by the environment around him, by what he hears, by what he sees, by the various influences that are surrounding us at all places in all times, the Iman gets affected. When the Iman gets affected, a person starts doing things which are going to further harm the Iman. Now the Iman weakened, as a result of the weak Iman, some test comes, some test comes in his risk in his sustenance, some financial test comes, but that Iman is weakened because that effort is not ongoing. It's not being constantly refreshed. So now a person thinks, well, I've got to fend for myself, I've got to feed myself, so now if I don't do whatever it takes, I'm going to then probably die of starvation. So now if I have to deceive somebody to earn a little extra, if I have to commit some fraud, if I have to try and uh, cut some corners somewhere, do something, deal in some haram goods, So, but now I just got to do it. Anyway, whatever it takes, I must earn that. So now this further damages that iman. This becomes a cycle. Allah forbid before death now the person continued in this manner and at the time of death many a times this becomes a suburb of losing iman. So this Iman requires constant refreshing, constant strengthening, constant effort upon it. That when any halat comes, whatever the situation is, that Iman is the only thing that's going to take the person across. That's going to keep him afloat. That's going to keep him continuing comfortably past whatever the challenges are. Minus the Iman from the equation, and there's nothing left. Take the Iman out of the equation and the person's got nothing to hold on to. So Iman is the most essential thing 
that we require at every moment in our life. And any, anything that can become a problem for this Iman, and anything that can affect this Iman, the mere thought of it, Allah forbid, that the thought, even a dream, a nightmare, person has a nightmare, something in his, maybe his progeny, his child, grandchild, Allah forbid, somebody lost his iman, he had a nightmare about it. Just merely that nightmare, a person dreams, he can dream about anything. Shaitan can put any kind of dream also. But merely having that nightmare will make him so restless, he'll wake up in a shock, that even this, this very thought, this will be like the worst shock that he can get. How? This, this possibility also? Because this is so precious to him. Not imaginable for him to even think about it in that manner. So just as we have this physical life to look after, more important than that, we have our Imani life to look after. And so Iman is going to carry us. And to the extent of the strength of this Iman, will be the sifat of Iman. The attributes and the various qualities of Iman. So all the qualities of Iman. Haya is a fundamental quality of Iman. Yaqeen is an attribute of Iman. Taqwa, attribute of Iman. And among all the various attributes of Iman, one very, very fundamental attribute is tawakkul And trust in Allah Ta'ala. And to the extent that a person has developed this tawakkul and trust in Allah Ta'ala, this is what then is that iman and this effect of iman on the person's tawakkul. To the extent that the person has strengthened his iman, to that extent the sifat of iman will strengthen, and in particular his tawakkul will strengthen. His trust in Allah Ta'ala. Repeatedly in the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala gives us this message of tawakkul this instruction of tawakkul the ahadith Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa repeatedly gives us the lesson of tawakkul a mu'min trust in Allah Ta'ala he doesn't abandon the asbab and the means but he doesn't trust in the means he uses the means but he's trusting Allah Ta'ala alone and because he's trusted in Allah Ta'ala alone he doesn't cross the line what Allah Ta'ala has made prohibited and impermissible, he doesn't come anywhere close to it. Because his trust is in Allah Ta'ala alone. Allah alone is Ar-Razzaq. Allah alone is the one that grants risk. Nobody else. Allah alone is the one who grants Shifa. No one else. So now his trust is in Allah Ta'ala alone. He will use the Azbab, but not trust in it. In the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala has spelled this out, Kullay yusibana illa ma katab Allahu lana. Huwa maulana wa ala Allahi falyatawakkalim minun. That if you want, or you want that strength to face whatever the conditions might be, the halat will, dunya is dunya. All kinds of halat and conditions come in dunya. But now a person is in the sea, in this ocean. And now sometimes it's shy, very calm sea and sometimes it's huge waves. Sometimes it's very, very, uh, everything is wonderful and sometimes there's a storm. 
All kinds of things happen in that ocean. But now what's going to give him the strength to be able to wade through this? It is the strength of tawakkul. And this is the lesson Allah Ta'ala gives us in this ayat. قُلْ لَيُّسِيبَنَا إِلَّا مَا كَتَبَ اللَّهُ لَنَا Nothing will afflict us except what Allah Ta'ala has already decreed for us. هُوَ مَوْلَانَا Allah alone is our guardian. وَعَلَى اللَّهِ فَلْيَتَوَكَّلِ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ The believers have their trust in Allah Ta'ala. If a person is looking for the help of Allah Ta'ala against his enemies, Allah Ta'ala has spelt it out in tawakkul. يَنْسُرْكُمُ اللَّهُ فَلَا غَالِبَ لَكُمْ If Allah Ta'ala helps you, then nobody can overpower you. وَيَخْذُلْكُمْ فَمَنْ دَلَّذِي يَنْسُرُكُمْ مِنْ بَعْدِ If Allah Ta'ala leaves you, lets you to yourself, takes away his help, who can then ever assist you? وَعَلَى اللَّهِ فَلْيَتَوَكَّلِ الْمُؤْمِنَةِ Upon Allah Ta'ala do the believers have their trust. So they want help, they turn to Allah Ta'ala. They want the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala. إِنَّ اللَّهَ يُحِبُّ الْمُتَوَكِّلِينَ Allah Ta'ala loves those who are the mutawakkilin, who have their trust in Allah Ta'ala. They use the asbab. Whatever permissible means Allah Ta'ala has made, no problem. They use the asbab. But their trust are not on the asbab at all. And because their trust is in Allah Ta'ala alone, they stay within those limits that Allah Ta'ala wants them to stay in. In the do's, in the don'ts. Allah Ta'ala wants them to perform their salah five times a day. They trust in Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala has made that salah obligatory on both men and women. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has taught us the various details. And among the things emphasized that Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam has greatly emphasized. Salah with Jama'ah. That a person males, then they must perform the salah with Jama'ah. Such emphasis Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam placed on it, that no one hadith Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says it was my intention that I should ask somebody else to lead the salah and then go to the homes of those who are performing their salah at home without any valid reason. Not those who are neglecting the salah entirely. They're performing it. Performing it at home without a valid reason. And my intention was to go and burn their homes down. Such emphasis. That. Hazrat Abdullah bin Mas'ud says that you should perform your salah where the azan is called out, the masjid. If you start leaving out the masjid and performing your salah in your homes, you'll be leaving out the way of your Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa وَلَوْ تَرَكْتُمْ سُنَّةَ نَبِيِّكُمْ لَضَلَلْتُمْ You leave out the way of your Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, you go astray. Such emphasis. Now a person, there's some fear of some sort, but it's not such a situation that now somebody is standing outside his home, ready to now shoot him dead. There are certain levels of fear. For something that is just a possibility, that possibility lies in everything. South Africa is such a place that the possibility lies that a person could be hijacked anytime, anywhere. And this possibility has become a reality for so many people. 
And so often this has become a reality that a person, if he's sitting in a room and maybe he starts asking around, perhaps most people sitting in that room would have had some, some incident somewhere. This is how much that possibility exists. The possibility that a person driving down the road could meet in an accident. So many people's lives go in accidents daily. There's a possibility that a person who's uh, working somewhere, he could be something or the other, so many things happen. Sometimes some accidents take place, sometimes something else happens. All these possibilities are daily occurrences, not just possibilities. But people continue driving. Nobody says that, well, each day so many people are losing their lives in car accidents. So now I'm not going to drive a car at all, I'm not going to sit in a vehicle anymore. So many people, this has happened in this condition, that has happened in that condition. Now no more I'm going to be doing this and that. Life carries on. Because a person needs to go and earn, he needs to get to his place of work, he needs to do so many things. So he drives to his car despite sometimes him himself having had the unfortunate incident of an accident and whatever else goes with it. But he carries on. Those possibilities are not just possibilities, they are realities. They happen repeatedly. But life carries on. So likewise, a person in those situations too, what has happened has happened. He puts his trust in Allah Ta'ala, takes his precautions, takes the safety, he'll lock his doors, he'll do whatever else is to be done, he carries on with life. It doesn't stop. Whatever is the reasonable, necessary precautions, he takes it. He doesn't leave his door wide open, doesn't leave his window wide open while driving that vehicle, doesn't leave his gate and everything wide open for anybody to walk in. He takes his precautions. But his trust in Allah Ta'ala. And he carries on with life. So likewise, in ter- that's all for our physical self. That despite the dangers, despite the situations, we take the precautions and we carry on. Because we have to survive. We have to look after our physical self. Likewise, we have to look after our Imani self. In order to fill the belly, the person has to go to work, the person has to go to his business, the person has to do various things in life. In order to fill his belly, in order to uh, fulfill the responsibility for his family, Likewise to fill the heart, to fill the heart with Iman, with the Noor of Iman. Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu, aminu. To keep making amal on that, of rejuvenating that Iman, of refreshing that Iman. Like a person has to go to work, he has to come to the house of Allah Ta'ala for that heart. So now the dangers are wherever it is, but the house of Allah Ta'ala is a very different place. A person for that belly, he'll go to the marketplace. There's dangers there, all kinds of dangers there. There's viruses there also. And plenty of viruses there. But no person has to earn. He has to do his business, he has to work, he has to eat, he has to feed his family. So he goes to the marketplace. So like he has to feed his family, feed his belly, he goes to the marketplace, he has to feed his heart. This is for his physical life. This is for his Imani life. He has to feed his heart with that noor. person keeps refraining from the masjid, that starts impacting. And gradually then they start deteriorating. Allah forbid, wait, might finish off. So now he has to fill his heart 
He has to come to the house of Allah Ta'ala. But there's a vast difference between the two places. The house of Allah Ta'ala, Ahabbul biladi ilallahi basadiduha. The most beloved of all places to Allah Ta'ala on earth are the houses of Allah Ta'ala. Wa abghadul biladi ilallahi aswaquha. And the most detested of all places on earth, detested in terms of permissible places. That is permissible. It's not that it's haram to get to a person's shop and business and to go to work. Of all the places that is permissible to go, the place disliked most in the sight of Allah Ta'ala is the marketplace. So now to fill the belly and to earn for his physical self, to earn for his family, a person takes all the risks. He takes the precautions also, but he bears the risks as well. He bears the risk of the accident on the road. He bears the risk of that possible hijacking. He bears the risk of so many things in order to take care of his physical self. Because he has to look after his physical self. Some small risk, and he goes to the place which Allah Ta'ala least likes. It's permissible. But of all the places on earth, the place that is least liked by Allah Ta'ala, most detested by Allah Ta'ala, is the marketplace. But he goes, permissible. So with all that risks, etc., he goes to the place that Allah Ta'ala likes the least, for the sake of his physical care. Likewise, if there's some risk, small risk here and there, for the sake of his imani life, to protect his iman, to keep rejuvenating this iman. Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu, aminu. Keep rejuvenating this iman. Because only that rejuvenated iman, that refreshed iman, that strengthened iman, that is going to be able to take a person through all the halat. Minus that, then a person becomes completely lost. He doesn't know which direction to turn in. He becomes overwhelmed with the condition. He becomes completely restless. The person who Allah Ta'ala has blessed with that tawakkul, with that trust in Allah Ta'ala, is at peace. He also feels the things that insan feels, but his heart, his heart is at peace. So this is the way in which we have to deal with the halat that we are facing. That we don't cut down on those things which are going to bring down the help of Allah Ta'ala. Rather that must increase. The recitation of the Qur'an Sharif must increase. Not that the recitation of the Qur'an Sharif must close down. That now if one person will touch the Qur'an Sharif and then somebody else might touch it, you don't know what, what might pass on to him. No, no, what will pass on to him is the nur of the Qur'an Sharif. The nur of Allah Ta'ala will come. In the Qur'an Sharif, Allah Ta'ala says to Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, وَكُلَّنَّ نَقُصُّ مِنْ أَنْبَائِ الرُّسُلِ مَا نُسَبِّتُ بِهِ فُعَادَكَ that we narrate to you all these incidents of the Anbiya in the Qur'an Sharif, this strengthens your heart. Now Allah is addressing Nabi whose heart was the strongest. The strength of his heart on one side, and the strength of the hearts of everybody else, the whole makhluk on the other side, they can't come to a fraction of that strength. So Allah is saying this to Nabi as a lesson to the Ummat Til Qiyamah. That if my Nabi Sallallahu is being addressed in this manner, how much you need this? So now this is a time for strengthening the heart with the recitation of Qur'an Sharif. Coming to the house of Allah Ta'ala, reciting Qur'an Sharif. What we'll find in the Qur'an Sharif? 
in the Quran Sharif we'll find we'll find the incident of Sayyidina Musa which is giving us the strength of the heart that now on the one side the incidents are well known to us behind him is Fir'aun and his army after all the various uh, difficulties and hardships that the Bani Israel continuously underwent Musa is now with them and now finally it comes to this crunch in front of them is this ocean the Nile and behind them the army of Fir'aun and there seems to be no way out the Bani Israel get very concerned overwhelmed lack of tawakkul inna la mudrakun we are gone we are goners here there is there's no way of escape but Musa salam, he was doing this on the order of Allah Ta'ala so his response kalla inna ma'iya rabbi sayahdeen this was the response of tawakkul that never I have come in this direction on the order of Allah Ta'ala if I come on the order of Allah Ta'ala it's impossible that there will be destruction here Allah Ta'ala will make a way out how can there be a way out of this how can you walk through water? Allah Ta'ala's Qudrat is above water also. Allah Ta'ala made the paths, 12 paths. And all walked out. And Firon and Nizami see that, well, okay, this is for us as well. But as they walk in, in the middle of it, Allah Ta'ala causes the ocean to now close upon them. But that answer of tawakkul, kalla inna ma'iya rabbi sayahdeen. Now this is meant to strengthen that heart. Remember Allah Ta'ala. Things are not beyond the Qudrat of Allah Ta'ala. It happens only with the Qudrat of Allah Ta'ala. In the Quran, we'll come across the ayat of the Quran Sharif. Thaniyas nayni idhuma fil ghar idh yaqulu li sahibihi la tahzan inna allaha ma'ana. The occasion when Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala were on hijrat. And now they are in this cave. And the Quraysh and the disbelievers are searching in this madness of that reward of hundred camels that were announced. That the person who brings Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam brings them dead or alive. Hundred camels. Like in this time and age, if somebody is offered hundred bars of gold, now that madness came upon them. And they are at the foot of the cave. Person is standing in the cave, the mouth of the cave is a little lower. He's standing there and Abu Bakr is saying to Nabi Wasallam that if this person just looks a little bit lower, he'll see us. Mm. Nabi Wasallam responds and says, La tahzan. Nothing to fear. Don't grieve. Inna Allah ma'ana. Allah Ta'ala mentions this in the Quran Sharif that remember the time when Nabi Wasallam said to his companion and there was no other companion there but Abu Bakr ta'ala. his sahabiyat He's being a Sahabi of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam is endorsed in the Quran Sharif. It's nafs qat'i. If a person rejects this, he becomes a kafir. And Allah Taala says, when Nabi Sallallahu said to his companion, "Don't be afraid, don't grieve over anything. Allah is with us." This was the lesson of tawakkul, trust in Allah Taala. So, similarly, we have to protect our iman. We have to protect the iman of our children. So like we'll take our protection, we'll take our precautions, and we'll go to work. We'll take our precautions and come to the masjid. 
This is the best place on earth. Likewise, our children's iman. Their iman has to be also refreshed all the time. Their hearts have to be filled with the nur of iman. So you will take whatever precautions you have to take and make sure they are going for the lessons of iman. They are going to the maktab, they are going to the madrasa. They are going to take that lesson of iman and bring that refreshing of that iman along. This is not a time to cut back on iman. Rather it is a time to increase all those things that refresh iman. Because halat are halat. And the conditions, they come to anyone and everyone. The conditions came to even Rasulullah He also tied stones to his belly out of severe hunger. He also went through two months at a time sometimes that there was nothing to cook in his house, Mubarak house. The only thing was a tamar wal ma, dates and water, two months in a row. There were times when he was put through so much of fear where Rasulullah himself says, لَقَدْ أُزِيتُ فِي اللَّهِ وَمَا يُؤْذَى أَحَدٍ وَلَقَدْ أُخِفْتُ فِي اللَّهِ وَمَا يُخَافُ أَحَدٍ I was made to suffer to such an extent for the cause of the deen of Allah Ta'ala that nobody else had to suffer that much. I was made to fear so much that nobody else had to bear that much of fear. But, what carried everything through? That contact with Allah Ta'ala. Taluk with Allah Ta'ala. So the aspects of deen, this is required to be even increased. The taluk with Allah Ta'ala has to be increased. And when this taluk with Allah Ta'ala increases, when this tawakkul and trust in Allah Ta'ala increases, then this is that strength that comes to a person to be able to then face whatever the halata. And he'll do what he has to do. He'll make whatever efforts are within his capacity. He'll take whatever precautions he has to take. But his heart will be linked to Allah Ta'ala. And he will not become overwhelmed. He'll feel like any other insan, he'll feel pain sometimes. If he's sick, he'll feel the fever as well. He'll also feel whatever other insan feel in terms of grief if something has happened. He will also shed tears if something has become such a loss for him. All this part of insan, part of human nature. But in all that, his heart will be with Allah Ta'ala. And he won't get overwhelmed. He'll be fine. His mind won't run to the worst negatives unnecessarily. Now if this continues and this situation doesn't ease up, and then if my business collapse, collapses, or this happens, and then that will be the outcome, and if that becomes the outcome, then what will be the outcome? And he goes in this negative thinking, and Allah forbid, things that might never happen to Qiyabat, he's already worrying about it now. As a result, he's in this restlessness. Person who's linked and connected to Allah Ta'ala, he also feels the moment. He also feels the moment. But he starts, whatever Allah Ta'ala has word, inshallah, Allah Ta'ala make it easy. Allah Ta'ala remove the difficulty, he'll make dua, he'll beg Allah Ta'ala's help, and carry on. So these halat, these halat are with every insan. These halat are with the Anbiya Ali Musalat All kinds of situations came up. They come for those who are the pious, it comes as a test and it comes and elevates their stages. For sinners like us, these halat become a means of the forgiveness of sins. It becomes a means of getting closer to Allah Ta'ala. But provided that we respond in the correct manner. Sometimes a person that halat becomes a total azab for him. Some condition came, some test came, now he's uttering such words which become kufr. 
Oh, he's going, crossing the lines now. There was a test, and now he wants to do something haram. He wants to go across against the commands of Allah Ta'ala. So, the issue is to build this taluk with Allah Ta'ala. Build this sifat of iman. Build this tawakkul and trust in Allah Tabaraka Wa Ta'ala. To the extent that this builds in, then a person will be at peace within himself. He'll have that strength from the side of Allah Ta'ala to take him forward. Whatever the conditions are. And with the barakat of those amal, Allah Ta'ala will make things easy for him. One is with the barakat of amal, this becomes a means of protection itself. Barakat of salah, barakat of tilawat of the Quran Sharif, barakat of zikr, barakat of dua. Dua yanfa'u mimma nazala wa mimma lam yanzil. Dua benefits the person from that which has already come and that which has not yet come. That dua benefits in that regard as well. That if some problem, calamity was coming with the barakat of dua, it gets uplifted. So amal becomes the means of the protection of a person. If something still came up, he's making his salah, he's performing salah with jama'ah, he's making his tahajjud also, making tilawat of the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala hasn't said anywhere that if a person is fulfilling everything that he has been ordered to do, he will not get tested in any way. Rather Allah Ta'ala has said the opposite, that we will certainly test you. Allah will test you. We want to see how genuine your iman is. How genuine your loyalty is. So now the person is doing everything, mashallah. But now some test came. But with the barakat of those amal, he will have the blessing of sabr in the test. But if the amal are missing, there will be bare sabri, there will be lack of sabr. So the barakat of amal, he'll get protected. Then if something comes, with the barakat of the amal, he'll get uplifted. And if he doesn't get uplifted immediately, with the barakat of that amal, he'll get the tawfiq of sabr. And that will become a means of greatly elevating his status. And if eventually that becomes the means of his life living, with the barakat of that amal, he remains steadfast. Allah Ta'ala blessed him with sabr, that becomes shahadat for him. Life, one day he's going to go, nobody's going to remain forever. It's not today, tomorrow, not tomorrow, the day after, someday, soon, soon or later, nobody's going to remain. Innaka mayyitu wa innahum mayyitun. Allah Ta'ala addressed Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, one day you're going to leave the world, one day they're all going to leave the world also. So what we have to prepare for is an everlasting life of the hereafter. For that, while we take care of our physical selves, which is also necessary, more important is to take care of our iman itself. More important is to strengthen our iman. Because this physical life, one day will finish off. But it's the imani life that will carry a person thereafter. So we need that imani life for now, we need it for later as well. So a person, as he takes his precautions to go to work, he takes his precautions to do whatever else, he'll take his precautions, but he will not cut down on deen. Do not cut down on amal. He will increase his amal. Likewise, he will do whatever is necessary for the precaution of his children. But he will not do things that will now bring some kind of de- deterioration to their iman. 
Rather, he will keep that iman getting refreshed. Do what is necessary. In this way, this will become a means of protection in dunya, become a means of protection for some way of qiyamah, and with the fazal of Allah Ta'ala, this will take us through to Jannah. May Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala give us a tawfiq of turning entirely to Him, submitting ourselves to Him, building our trust and tawakkul in Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala. May Allah Ta'ala keep us steadfast on iman, take us with iman, and raise us on the day of qiyamah with iman. Wa akhiru da'wana, alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. For two, three minutes, we'll make some zikr and then go. ഹ <laughs> ഇന്നാ <laughs> 
Ya Allah, we have heard the ayat of the Quran Sharif repeatedly. La in shakartum la azidannakum. That if you are grateful, I will increase my ni'mas. Wala in kafartum inna azabi la shadeed. That if you are ungrateful, then my punishment is very severe. Ya Allah, we have heard this repeatedly, Ya Allah. We have said it repeatedly, Ya Allah. Yet we have been so ungrateful, Ya Allah. With our ingratitude, Ya Allah, all the ni'mas that you blessed us with, how often we have used the very ni'mas you blessed us with to break your commands, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, the ni'mat of eyes you blessed us with, we used it to look at haram, Ya Allah. The ni'mat of ears you used us, blessed us with, Ya Allah, we used it to listen to haram, Ya Allah. We used our, the ni'mat of the tongue to speak haram, Ya Allah. How much of ghibat we have made, Ya Allah. How many lies have been spoken, Ya Allah. How much of evil talk has taken place with this tongue, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, you blessed us with that heart, Ya Allah. Which is supposed to be the place of your Muhammad, Ya Allah. That heart was supposed to be filled with your zikr, Ya Allah. That heart was supposed to be filled with your remembrance, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah. Such a great bounty and such a great na'mat you blessed us with. Ilahul Alamin, you filled the heart with all the filth, Ya Allah. You filled the heart with so much of dirt and filth, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, there's so much of pride and arrogance in this heart, Ya Allah. There's so much of malice and jealousy in this heart, Ya Allah. There's so many other evils in this heart, Ya Allah. This heart has been engrossed in so much of filth and dirt, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, all your na'mats and bounties have been so disregarded, Ya Allah. Allah, this has been that nashukri that we have so long made, Ya Allah. Allah, this is the nashukri and that ingratitude that has brought down the azab, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, the wealth that you blessed us with, Ya Allah. How much this wealth has been used in the avenues that you are displeased with, Ya Allah. How much this wealth has been squandered in just making a name and fame, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, all this is that nashukri and that ingratitude that has drawn down the azab, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, we acknowledge the wrong we have done, Ya Allah. There is nothing we can hide from you, Ya Allah. Allah, you know every bit of our lives, Ya Allah. We know us better than we know ourselves, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, Ya Allah, whatever we are, Ya Allah. We are your servants, Ya Allah. We are your slaves, Ya Allah. Allah, you have given us that full hope, Ya Allah. We have asked your Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam to declare, Qul ya ibadi al-ladheena asrafu ala anfusihim, la taqnatu bin rahmatillah, inna Allah yaghfiru al-zunuba jami'aha, innahu huwa al-ghafuru al-rahim. Ya Allah, you have announced that your servants, to your servants, Ya Allah, you have called us your sinful servants, Ya Allah, you have said my servants, Ya Allah, you have made us yours, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, you have asked, Ya Allah, Nabi Islam to announce that we should not lose hope. Ilahul Alameen, we have full hope in your mercy, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, show your maghfirat upon us, Ya Allah. Show your rahmat upon us, Ya Allah. Show your maghfirat upon the entire ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Show down your rahmat, Ya Allah. Remove all the difficulties and hardships, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Allow all the efforts of deen to flourish again, Ya Allah. Allow the masajid to be filled to capacity, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Allow the makatib and madaris to be filled to capacity, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, allow the work of deen to take place at its fullest, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, all the work and efforts of deen, Ya Allah. Enable it to flourish, enable it to flourish more than before, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you spread the word of Iman, Ya Allah. Allah, blow the winds of Hidayat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, bless us with the sifat of Iman, Ya Allah. Bless us with taqwa, Ya Allah. Bless us with tawakkul, Ya Allah. Bless us with tawakkul, Ya Allah. Bless us with inabat and ruju, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Allah, let our hearts be filled with fear for you alone, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. That fear which a person fears the beloved, Ya Allah. It is not going to displease his beloved, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Fill our hearts with ikhlas and sincerity, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Connect our hearts to you, Ya Allah. 
And now, Allah, I mean, we've connected our hearts to everything else, Ya Allah. And remove our hearts from all these futile connections, Ya Allah. Allah, connect our hearts to you, Ya Allah. Allah, Allah, I mean, all those who are sick, give them shifai, kamila, ajila, mustamira, daima. Allah, remove every taste of their ailments, Ya Allah. Allah, Allah, I mean, Ya Allah, you protect us from all illnesses, Ya Allah. Protect us from all the spiritual illnesses, Ya Allah. Protect us from the physical illnesses, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us shifa from all our spiritual and physical ailments, Ya Allah. Ilahu alamin ya Allah, you protect us ya Allah. Ya Allah, we are very weak ya Allah. Extremely weak ya Allah. We are not capable of trials and tests ya Allah. Ilahu alamin ya Allah, you grant us afiyat ya Allah. Grant us afiyat ya Allah. Bless us with afiyat ya Allah. Allahumma inna nasaluk al-affa wal-afiyah wal-mu'afat al-da'ima fi al-deeni wal-dunya wal-akhirah wal-fawza bil-jannati wal-najata min al-nar wal-fawza bil-jannati wal-najata min al-nar Allahumma aafina wa najjina من كل بلاء الدنيا وعذاب القبر وعذاب الآخرة إله العالمين يا الله ميدر كمبليت مغفرة يا الله فلدر قبرز النور يا الله كرامنا بهاي ستيجز يا آخرة يا الله إله العالمين أو تايم is coming as well يا الله إله العالمين كرامنا استقامة ونيمان يا الله الله that time take us with complete and perfect iman ya Allah take us at a time you are pleased with us and we are pleased with you ya Allah Allah make our qabr's gardens of jannah for us ya Allah grant us the shafaat of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ilahul alameen enable us to cross the pulsirat with the speed of lightning ya Allah Allah grant us ya Allah water of kawsar from the mubarak hand of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ilahul alameen ya Allah make us such ummatis ya Allah that on that day when he sees us he's happy to see us ya Allah that he embraces us ya Allah Ilahul Alameen, He grants us a beautiful water of Kothar from His Mubarak head, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, save us from becoming among those, Ya Allah. That Nabi Islam will chase away, Ya Allah. He will say, Sohkan, Sohkan, get away from Ya What did you do to my deen when it was being trampled? Ilahul Alameen, save us from being among such people, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, you bless us, Ya Allah. You bless us to become such ummatis that Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, is pleased to see us on the day of Qiyamah, Ya Allah. That He embraces us, Ya Allah. That He grants us a water of Kothar from His Mubarak head, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, grant us jannatul for those without any reckoning, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, all those who have raised their hands to this dua, all those who have asked us to make dua, all those who are hoping we make dua for them. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you grant them the best of dunya and akhirat, Ya Allah. Remove every difficulty and hardship, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you grant khair and barakat in every aspect, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you grant afiyat in deen, Ya Allah. Grant afiyat in dunya, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fulfill each one's needs from the ghayb, Ya Allah. Grant barakat in each one's rizq, Ya Allah. Grant halal and tayyib rizq, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, save from every drop and grain of haram, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, fulfill each one's pious aspirations, Ya Allah. Remove each one's grief, sorry, sorrows, worry, agony, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, remove the depression, Ya Allah. Fill the hearts with itminan and sukoon, Ya Allah. Fill the hearts with itminan and sukoon, Ya Allah. Fill the hearts with itminan and sukoon, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all those who have any kind of difficulty and hardship, remove it, Ya Allah. Those who are in debts, Ya Allah, make their debts get paid off easily, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Save us from every trial and tribulation, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, most of all, Ya Allah. We are in need of you, Ya Allah. We are in need that you become ours, Ya Allah. We become yours, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. All the khair that Rasulullah begged for, Ya Allah, grant it to us as well, Ya Allah. Whatever Nabi sought refuge from, Ya Allah, protect us as well, Ya Allah. Allahumma inna nasaluka min khayri ma sa'alaka minhu nabiyuka wa habibuka sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم ربنا تقبل منا 
تقبل منا تقبل منا انك انت السميع العليم وتب علينا يا مولانا انك انت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد واله وصحبه اجمعين الحمد لله